Government by Panic We may never know if it was spying, but the Chinese balloon served its purpose, feeding our political establishment's tireless efforts to keep the public freaked out. This is completely an isolated and accidental incident caused by a force majeure, but the U.S. still hyped up the incident on purpose and even used force to attack. Chinese Foreign Minister Mao Ning Empires can't be ruled without belief. Without confidence in official words, subjects will lack direction, becoming lost at sea, as Revolt of the Public author Martin Gary put it. They'll support Brexit, Catalan independence, Trump. They'll wear yellow vests, throw away masks, even refuse the shot. When you tell them Beto O'Rourke is Robert Kennedy, they vote as if he were Ralph Nader. Now take a hypothetical. Say you're a member of the American political establishment after the 2016 election of Donald Trump. You're staring at four years as part of a government in exile and need a new message to solve your belief problem. What's your answer? My hypothesis is such people never bothered to find one. Instead, they declared a state of emergency. What emergency? Doesn't matter. Russian interference was a good startup disaster, but you can keep changing them. The important thing is the pattern. One, declare a crisis. Two, spread panic. Three, take emergency measure. If you do this over and over, you end up with permanent crisis, permanent panic, permanent emergency rule. So long as new crises keep evoking unconscious fear and anxiety, the legitimacy of the political establishment is continuously justified. An episode that took place over the weekend speaks directly to our leader's new dependence on government by panic. A Chinese balloon of unknown etiology drifted into American airspace, and wigs flipped from coast to coast. The episode ended in Kubrickian spoof, with one unsmiling official after another lining up to declare victory over a balloon. And nobody thought it was odd. The Chinese airship was declared a spy balloon on the internet instantaneously. Hype and fear built all weekend until finally, in a story I initially thought was a joke, the United States military shot the thing down off the coast of South Carolina with an F-22 Raptor jet launched from Langley Air Force in Virginia. The comedy factor is off the charts. The F-22 is one of the most expensive weapons ever built, costing taxpayers $334 million per plane, with a program tab of more than $60 billion. The jet has the radar signature of a hummingbird, screams upward at 62,000 feet a minute, and is generally so super awesome that we've banned its export, not wanting the Japanese or the Saudis or even the Australians to possess our secret Promethean fire. The idea that this celebrated superweapon got its first air-to-air -air victory shooting down a fucking balloon is as perfect a demonstration of the pitiful mindset of modern American leaders as could be conceived. That it apparently happened before we were even sure it was a spycraft, just before supposed diplomatic talks with China. And while more sophisticated Chinese satellites zoomed over us in space, made this an even more damning satirical bullseye. News stories full of frightened official commentary were legion. They dragged out a NORAD general to warn us there's a domain awareness gap that we have to figure out. New York Senator Chuck Schumer gave an impromptu presser stressing that the balloon episode could end up being a good thing. We can learn a great deal about China's capabilities and what they are up to, he said, referring to the chance to retrieve balloon debris. Former CIA head Leon Panetta ripped Joe Biden for not shooting the balloon down sooner instead of letting it traverse the entire country. Secretary of State Tony Blinken admitted upcoming talks with China mattered, but balloon freakout took precedence. 
We continue to believe that having open lines of communication is important, pronounced Blinken. But the most important thing right now is to see that this surveillance asset gets out of our airspace, and we'll take it from there. Translation. I have real diplomatic work to do, but the tenuous nature of my authority requires I spend the weekend pumping a panic button so my government can keep the public in a nervous stupor and ultimately declare victory over a balloon. In America, the ritual of panic has now become more important than real-world governance. We became a world power building cars, planes, light bulbs. Now we make panics, and tending to them is the first business of state. Try this exercise. Go to Google. I stopped using that devious propaganda site about a month ago, but it's useful for this exercise. Enter, attack on our democracy, attacks on democracy, or any similar phrase. You'll find a deluge. Here's a brief thumbnail list of attacks. Thanks for listening to the free version of this article. To hear the full version, and for more articles and content, please subscribe at taibi.substack.com.